Alright, so... <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where to begin. I just called my former um, co-host, Peter, who actually is the special guest on episode one, and asked him, how do I start this off? Because it's been years, um, months, excuse me, I see I'm all over the place now, um, since I've done um, one of these podcasts, anything media related, so I'm a little rusty. So I asked him, how do I start this off? And he just said, uh, just do you, bro. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to do. But um Listen, welcome. If you are new, this is episode one of Rolling with the Punches. I'm assuming you're new because this is episode one. Do you see how rusty I am? If you're watching, I may or may not have put alternate camera angles. I have one camera recording me on this side, one here uh, from a shitty um, setup in my small apartment in Queens, trying to figure everything out. If you were following the show that I did previously, I had another apartment. It was a little bit bigger of a setup, but we're trying to make what we have work. uh, And that's kind of the theme of this new show as you could hear motorcycles and cars revving outside of the house we're really working on a small um kind of a budget here so we're gonna figure everything out and roll with the punches um ironically that is the name of the new show that i am starting so welcome everyone if you're listening my name is matthew garber uh you may or may not know me from the old podcast which i want to get into a little bit um this is kind of the prologue to the show um and kind of explain what all of this is, what you guys are going to be listening to, what you guys are going to come and, you know, what, what content am I going to be sharing? So, um, yeah, let me just jump right into it and stop talking. I'm just nervous. I haven't done one of these in so long, to be honest with you. It's not even the camera. It's just like, I don't know where to start. I'm so rusty. There's literal, like, I'm going to see if I can pull up the alternate camera angle that I have recording, but there's literal, um, dust on some of this camera equipment that i have i was scrambling all around if you see the room's all messy um i really you know i don't really care i'm just trying to make do of what we have here but i'm trying to look for adapters and all this different equipment before i start so i'm all over the place i'm trying to figure this out started but welcome to episode one i'll stop talking about um everything else that i have going on but um like i said there's a little uh intro to what i have um planned for this show so let's start with, uh, I guess, where I'm from. Um, 21 years old. I formerly, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I went to school for broadcast media. So I've always been kind of interested in the social media realm. Um, always been interested in doing stuff on media. I had a podcast not too long ago with a really good friend of mine, someone who, a childhood friend, excuse me, a brother of mine, who I grew up with my entire life. His name is Peter Andrew Sandy. He will be my first guest on this show. It's only right that I bring someone who um, I not only look up to, but who I know personally as a brother and who also fits the theme of this show perfectly, which you guys will listen to later if you, uh, I hope you stay long, uh, long enough to listen to that. But um, yeah, so I used to do a show with him. Um, it was kind of my first entrance into the um, podcast slash media um, world. And yeah, uh, we did a little sports show for about, I would say, uh, the year anniversary was recently. It was last January. This is it's not July 6th. So six months ago, I would say we, we had the show for about a year, but, um, everyone asked us actually, if you know us personally, did, did things kind of get off at a, like at a rough end or are you guys still friends, still great friends. Uh, good example. I have him on my show today. <laughs> so if anyone knows us personally and is asking, are we still good friends? Yeah, we're still great friends. So ask him for advice. He still helped me on this journey. I'm still helping him on his. He um, is doing a launch a brand new show actually a couple of days ago, which we're going to talk about on this episode called um, it's called PTV. It's basically a rebrand of TTL sports, which is the original show that we had together. So Peter, awesome guy. That's kind of where I started. He was um, talking to me like he wanted to start a show, but there was no one in his life 
um, that was actually serious about it. And I was kind of like, you know, that's crazy because I always wanted to share my sports takes too. I feel like we'd make it a thing. He's like, really? I always want to do that. That's badass. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's crazy. I go to school for this. Why not waste all the materials that I had? And I had an access to a studio at the time. This is before COVID hit. And him and I just hopped up into the studio and um, we recorded. We did. We gave our takes. Um, it was around the Super Bowl, uh, not last year. It was Kansas City and I believe the Niners when the Chiefs won. Yeah, it was the Niners. Um, Kansas City and San Francisco 49ers played was when Mahomes won MVP. Yeah, it was around that time we gave our uh, football takes, sports takes, crazy stuff. We used to call in on phones. It was almost like a lot listening to WFN for those of you who know sport, New York sports radio. It was cool. We had a we had fun with it. We 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 ended up just uploading YouTube videos. Then it turned into um, kind of a podcast uh, thing where we were on multiple platforms. We rebranded the whole logo. We had a huge journey together. We had guests on. We had um, old athletes current athletes, uh, writers, uh, people that work for the UFC, etc. We did it all. Um, but it ended up just not working out. Honestly, I wasn't putting my all into it. And I feel like I didn't really have the time um, to do it. And Peter was really a hard working dude. It's something that I really want to um, break down and get into his mind about because I don't know how he's such a hard worker. So I thought he would be such a great person for this first episode because you guys could really tap into his mind and see. But he was always working. He's always texting me first thing in the morning, always this. And and at times I'm growing. I'm 19. I mean, excuse me, 20, 21 years old. Um, and I'm like, how does this dude work this hard? And he would push me to work harder, harder and harder. So such an awesome dude. So glad to call my brother of mine. I'm really excited to bring him on to the first episode of Rolling with the Punches. And um, yeah, that's kind of my story. If you know me from that if you know me from school you know me from whatever um you know that i used to do a podcast with him um that's kind of how we got here um so now let's go into this show and stop talking about the past let's talk about the present um the show as i mentioned before is called rolling with the punches now um where did i get that from what is the point of it so basically um like I said, I went to school for media. I've always been interested in media. It's something that's been fascinating me since I was literally 10 years old. I used to watch YouTube videos and um, watch like famous uh, pranksters like PVP and um, I don't even know, like uh, Smosh and all these people. If you guys know, um, like YouTube when you're younger, I was watching that stuff when I was like 10, 11, 12. So I've been around the YouTube scene for a while and I've always been intrigued by it. And as I got older, I realized you could turn it into a career when you watch people like... Um, I hate mentioning them because they love to get ever under everyone's skin, but like Logan and Jake Paul, and you see these people and even in like mixed martial arts, you got uh, the Conor McGregor's of the world. And um, you see people kind of use marketing and media to their advantage to literally build a name for themselves. And I've always been so fascinated about that since a young age. So that's kind of what motivated me to go back into the podcast game and um, kind of do that aspect of it. And um I really just wanted to get back into media in some way. So I thought, what's the best way to do it? And that was to create this show. And basically the premise of this show is I'm only going to be doing guests. Um, a huge inspiration to me is um, the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. I love, um, it's a great show. <laughs> I love listening to it uh, at work or whatnot, but um, or everywhere. I listen to it on my way home from work, on my way to work. And just an inspiring dude. Awesome. Love Joe Rogan and inside and outside the MMA world. Just an awesome dude. And I'm going to bring guests on. I'm going to, uh, it's going to consist of not just sports like the last one, but it's going to be athletes. It's going to be people in the sports realm. It's going to be authors. It's going to be um, influencers. It's going to be as many people that I could bring on as possible. It could be just my friends sometimes. Um, people that I believe have a really good mindset on life and philosophy on life. And um, 
just give good insight on how they got to where they got to in their life. So, um, or how, what do they do to work harder? What are some of their techniques? Um, what is important to them? What is stuff that they like to focus on? What inspires them? Where did they come from? Um, why are they motivated? What makes them wake up every single day in the morning and say, I want to become this? What do they want to become? All of those things are stuff that I'm going to discuss on this, um, on this, this platform. And I re- I welcome anyone who's listening, um, who's very interested in hopping on the show and talking about um, all of those things, where they came from and, 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 and their mindset and everything. Um, I welcome you to come on and please talk about it. if you have a brand or a promote. That's really what the focus of this show is. Um, I really want to focus on, um, and I got, you know what I want to focus on? Stop saying um so much <laughs> because I'm so used to uh, viewing the podcast and um, exactly, there you go, saying it again. It's like a filler word. I'm so used to it. I got to stop doing that. But I want to focus on really people's mindsets and what motivates them. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life and I want to be really honest with everyone who stayed around this long and has decided to listen to me spiel for about, um, I would say checking the clock, like 10 minutes or so. I am at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure it out. I believe I have a purpose and I believe that um, I want to fulfill that purpose and I want to work hard and really, I, before my, if you want me to be really honest, the main goal and objective that I have with this show is to A, learn from people that have done more and 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 um, not just more than me, but who are currently doing as much stuff as me in every day of their lives and learn to see how they got to where they got to. And, and it's always good to learn. It's always good to pick up things from people. So I want to see where they got their mindset from and, and what inspires them and and just so we could all together as a collective think the right way. That if I could get a group of people to come on here and talk about what they're doing right, that we could all continue to live and live, I mean, live and move positively. And that's really the theme and the core idea of this show is to really gather a bunch of people that are trying to be successful or already have achieved level a level of success where we're moving and thinking more positively. And that's really what I want to do. Um, so that's why it's called running with the punches because in life, obviously we get to hit with a ton of stuff. Everyone, I know if you listen to this, you could definitely relate to that. Um, sorry for saying I'm a million and 10 times, <laughs> but everyone's been throwing stuff. It's everyone's gotten the shitty end of the stick. Um, everyone's trying to get out of the situation that they're in and improve and better themselves, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's, you don't want to work your job anymore, whether it's, uh, I mean, we've all been through it, whether it's overcoming a death in a family, um, a relationship, everything it's roll about rolling with the punches. And that's really what this show is about. And that's what you guys can expect from this. So without further ado, I'm going to stop chatting and talking for so long. Um, and stop saying, um, that's when I also am going to stop trying to do, but I am this episode, I'm going to bring on a very good friend of mine. As I mentioned before, he is the first person who I started the podcast with. We created a brand called take the cell sports. Um, without further ado, welcome to episode one of rolling with the punches. Um, the first guest is Peter Andrew and yeah, welcome. We're already recording off rip, bro. I, know, I, I saw, I saw it as soon as I got in, I was like, let's go. What's going on? Because that's what I'm doing now. I remember when I was, I was saying, I have a behind the scenes camera right here, by the way, like hold on, rolling right there. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like, remember when we had uh Brandon Fitzgerald on, he's talking for like 30 minutes and then he's like, you guys didn't even start the podcast yet. And I was like, damn, we should have got all that footage. Yeah, I do remember that. That's right. So I want to just record everything. Like, even if we're just talking about what we're about to talk about yeah bro yeah you want to hear some shit real quick yeah go ahead before we even get into anything so i was playing i've never played mlb the show um the franchise mode before 
So I, I <laughs> you know, like I was, like, I was bored today. No, you're about to be like, yeah, that's some real shit. Like I gotta tell you, this is real shit though. Know, I'm telling know, you, know, that is, true. you know, yeah. So I was playing, and I obviously was the Yankees, and I the first. I'll give you a hint, bro. I won't even give you a hint. I'll give you a guess. Who was the first person I got rid of on the Yankees? Gary. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I got rid of Gary. Um, who else? I got rid of like a ton of prospects. I got rid of Gary and I think it was like Gio Urshela or something. Uh-huh. And I turned like all my trades into, I got like Sean Murphy as my new catcher. I had Tim Anderson and I had like some other person, like minor uh-huh. adjustments. You know? Yeah. Yes. Bro, yeah, minor adjustments. I went. We went 108 and 54, bro, and we lost in the first round of the playoffs. And I was like, "Yo, this is seriously some MLB the Show shit." Where it's did you like, play all the games? Are you simmed them? Nah, I simmed it. Where this is some MLB the Show shit. Where like you could have the best record in the game and then just lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like it's if you simulate in franchise mode, it's literally impossible to win the World Series. Yeah, bro, that game, it, bro. Do you remember when 2K baseball used to be out and then um. And I used to ha- used to come over to the house, and then I'd have Yo, this creative player. I was cranking dingers on Bro, shit. we broke Reggie Jackson's home run record like 15 times, bro, in one game, bro. <laughs> we had six homers in one game, bro. Who, no, not, not rejection. Lou Gehrig has the, what is it, the four in one game? Yeah, there's a few people that have a four in one game. I'm talking about the Reggie and... Jackson playoff record, though. The, um... Oh, yeah, we smoked that shit, bro. Yeah, that was, bro. That, yeah forget about it. That wasn't even a question. How weird does it feel, by the way, to kind of just like be on a on a Zoom like it doesn't together. feel weird at all. No, but I, I do mean, this on the daily, bro. No, no, no. I mean, like reunited, bro. Like, like it, it doesn't feel weird at all, bro. I, I saw your face and I was like, let's go. That's true. Like, too. I do kind of get like a nostalgia feeling from it. But welcome, Peter. We're jumping right into it. Seriously. Oh, thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. I gave a little uh, intro before. Bro, the tone of this show is just so much more mature than who I actually am. It's crazy. Like I, I I'm still trying to get like acclimated. Hey, to me that. too. I don't want anyone to get a, a misconception on me who hasn't yeah. seen me. I'm, <laughs> I'm way less mature than this. No, but um, I gave like a little um intro, almost like a like a prologue, mm-hmm. and kind of explained who you were a little bit. But I do want to dive into that before we start. So welcome. This is Rolling with the Punches, episode one. My name is Matthew Garber um as peter rolls with the punches That's right. <laughs> uh, my first guest on the show is peter andrasani so i was so excited too by the way when i started and, and i realized that it's going to say rolling with the punches episode one dot dot peter andrasani i thought that was damn sick. bro it's a wild <laughs> experience and before you just continue with that like it, it, it's really cool for me because obviously like you're my boy and like we've been boys for like decades at this point but not only that like i've never been in inter- like i told you on the phone the other day besides for like a job interview i've never been interviewed before so it, it, it's a cool experience so i appreciate you making me the first guest on your new show bro it was only right that i had to i explained I, I i told them who you were a little bit but i'm gonna let them i'm gonna give you guys a little bit more um for those listening also in my mono in my monologue <laughs> In my yeah, prologue, yeah. I kind of like eulogy. Oh yeah, yeah. bro, I'm, I'm so died. I'm so rusty, bro. Like even in the beginning, I was like, I was saying um so much, I let them know. But I, I told uh, the audience a little bit about who you were, but I just want to dive into it a little bit more. So basically, um, I'm gonna ask the basic questions. Um, but before that, I'm not giving you my social security number, yeah, so you might I as could, well just not ask that. <laughs> that I could use. <laughs> Some of you listening may or may not know, but um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people from um, 
TTL that are coming here as well. So throwback. Um, yeah, throwback to that. Basically, the first time I ever started a podcast or really any business venture or really anything was with this man right here. We created a brand called Take This L Sports, TTL Sports. Um, it was just a sports media and production company. Um, do you want to add on Got anything? It right. Yeah, I mean, it was just, we basically gave, I, I told them in the, the intro a little bit, but we gave, we, you came to me with the idea actually because you were looking for people to do it with. You realized um, that there was like no one was actually serious about doing it. And I was like, you know what? I actually go to school for this. Let me not waste the thousands of dollars that I spend on tuition. Shout out anyone who's listening from Iona. <laughs> but I was like, we have a studio that we could use with a camera, a microphone. So let's not do it. I mean, let's not do it. Let's, let's, let's not, not do it. Why are we not doing yeah. it? Why are we not recording? Honestly, bro. Like as you're just to, like chime into what you're saying. When you said that to me, I was, I literally like looked at my, like, so picture this, like I'm in my office at work, not doing work by the way. So I'm just sitting there like this. <laughs> Shout out everyone at that job, by the way. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like this. And when you said, Hey, because like at that point we were boys, but like, we didn't talk like every day. Like we basically talk, I'd say that I, we still talk about three or four times a week. I'd say, right. Yeah. So like at that point, you know, every once in a while, like I'd hit him up, I'd, I'd see how Matthew was doing. Likewise, like he would hit me up. Oh, let's chill on some, you know, regular shit and stuff when I get back from school. So I hit him. He actually called me about the upcoming playoffs for the NFL. And I remember because I, I remember everything vivid, vividly, bro, because I just got out of the conversation. I'm going to name drop here. Christian Vitale, Ethan Musel and Chris Rubio. I pitched the idea to any of them and they were like, listen, sounds cool. Sounds like it's a lot of work though. And like, it's, is it really worth our time? And I was super bummed about it. And then you called me and we were talking and then I was just like, yeah, like I want to start a podcast and stuff. He was like, yo, that's crazy. I'm like, why is that? Why is that? I thought like at first that, you know, you were like, yo, that's, that's like a wild idea. Don't do that. And then you were like, yo, I go to school for this shit. And then you were like, I have a studio and everything. And I literally looked at the phone like this. I was like, I was like, is this, I was, I was like, are you serious? First off, terrible, terrible friend I am that you were in like your third year of college and I had no idea what you were in college for. So terrible on my part, uh -huh. but I was just like, holy shit, like that, that's dope. And that's when I knew that it was definitely going to at least take off as an idea. Like we were going to at least do it, you know? Yeah. And looking back at it, it's just like, wow, we really did it. So I also explained that we did it for about a year. Um, I would say until we, we, we kind of like went our separate ways. Um, but the just thing in business. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it was like, and which is why I wanted to bring you on as, as a guest is because we did so much together. We literally, you said business and that's the perfect transition because we literally got several athletes, several former athletes, people that are currently in sports, commentators, journalists, um, I mean, you name it, you could probably go on and um, mm -hmm. also really dumb people as well. <laughs> but like that one person will remain. remain wow, I can't speak. Name. Re Dude, what is going on? <laughs> will remain. Will remain nameless. There you yeah, go. I mean, they're going to go God. back and look at TTL. Oh, well, see, there is no more TTL, but we'll get into that also. But they're going to go back to the channel and look at the interviews that were done. Are they still on the channel? Uh, yeah, I only unlist. I'm not going to lie to you. I unlisted like. 14 videos and i guarantee you you know exactly what 14 videos those are uh, okay but did you keep the interviews though i kept everything except for these 14 okay well then they're gonna go back and look at who that one guest was that we said wasn't that good but other than that we to get back on topic we did um 
we literally ran a business for a year, which was such an interesting experience. Um, having a social media platform, constantly promoting it, um, whether it was a, a sell, we're selling an item or not, we were promoting a product every single day. Um, and we get people to talk about our product essentially. So just the idea that like we basically ran a business, um, media outlet, everything together was awesome to me. And I felt like with this new um, theme of the show where I'm really talking about like mindset and success and um, whatever, um, you are the perfect person because I literally worked with you for a year on that project. And out of anyone, any friend I know, whether or not you were my first um, business partner, I would say in podcasting or in Mm -hmm. business in general, and the way that you work out of every person that I know um, in my literal life bro you're one of the most hardworking people so like that experience is awesome thank you and like that's really why i wanted to welcome you on to rolling with bunches because you i mean peter really held the shit together i the great thing about peter was like he started off too and i want you to elaborate on this a little bit you started off kind of like not knowing media at all because who like yeah. dude this stuff is not easy anyone who who first of all picking up a mic camera when you sit in front of it it's hard enough but then the the logistics of it were uploading stuff, editing stuff, um, finding out what goes into what plug, literally like there's adapters. Like people think that this stuff yeah. is so easy and like the little things Peter had no idea about and literally learned it all by himself. And like that, that's so impressive to me because I went to school for it. And like, now I really genuinely believe you've like surpassed me on like from TTL sports and now onto your new um, Peter TV sports network. Is that what it's PTV, but is that what it's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's nothing, um, sophisticated about it. It's just literally, that's literally what it is, <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's still, it's still awesome how like you grew from that because when I first started working with Peter, like, I mean, and it was kind of split up in the way where I would do the editing because he obviously wasn't familiar with it. And then he would like, we would, he would vary, he would run our Instagram. And, but the fact at the end of the whole journey, you ended up like doing everything, which is so impressive to me because your work ethic is on like a thousand, like you just wanted to keep on picking up more jobs. And what, why? Uh, <laughs> like, I know, I, it's a, you, I, know, you know it's a... I couldn't let it die, bro. And it, you know, I had to learn it because I don't want this to sound like, I don't want anyone to take this out of context. But like, once I knew that you were basically like distancing yourself from, you know, the brand and everything like that, and you were on your own thing, you know, you still had school, which I always said, did I not from day one? I said, School was the most important thing. And you would yeah. fight me on that. And I'd be like, listen, I'll literally punch you in the face right now. <laughs> no, you always like, did say that. Um, school was always the most important thing. And then when you when you were like, you know, I'm busy, like I can't upload this or I can't edit this. I was like, you know what? Like it would be easier for both of us if I just learned or at least I tried to experiment it. And that's when the the um, video about the Jets came out that my first video. And there was definitely if, if now that I look back at it, there were definitely some things that now I look at it and I'm like, Ooh, like I totally missed that. And like, it took me, that literally took me two days to edit. And it's like a, like a 10 minute video. And now I just crank out like 25 minute videos in like two hours. But, you know, I, I figured I, if, if I was going to eventually survive on my own with this, that I had to adapt and I had to learn like what you were doing. And I think that, I don't think that that's true by the way that you said that I surpassed you. I, I definitely didn't, but like, you definitely helped me. Like when I sat there, like back in the, the throwback days when we were in the Iona, you know, computer lab and stuff. And I was sitting there with you, you know, like I, I did pick up on some things and you, you really did help me with that. So I, I appreciate, I, I would have just sat there and died. The, the YouTube channel would have been kaput at this point, you know? 
I have so many questions for you in regards to that. Like, I don't even know where to start. Well, like first you mentioned the, so another thing about the show, I remember the first episode we recorded, it took, we both were learning at the same time. Like I had never uploaded a YouTube video or anything like that before. And Peter and I were trying to export the video on premiere. And like, we ended up sitting there for like four hours because it was like an hour. If anyone knows anything about video editing, like exploring clip is the worst. Um, It's what you need to turn it into like a, an MP4 and MP3 file. Um, mp3s are a little bit easier because it's obviously less just like, audio yeah, yeah but videos are like like movies essentially like that's what the computer picks it up as whether or not it's a movie or not so the more edits you make the longer it's going to take so we sat there for like five hours trying to figure out why like a two-hour video is taking so long and i remember peter and i literally just sitting in there like so determined to get the video out there <laughs> i specifically remember what happened because <clears throat> excuse me I, I i went out early with you I think you were there at the time. So I got there. I think we had like a 1030 studio sesh or something like that. So I got there early. I I had to leave for work at like 245. So we were done recording by like 12. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like I could sit with him. We could, I could really learn how to edit. He could show me what he's learned and, you know, we'll be uploaded, ready to go. And then <laughs> I left. I was like, oh shit. I was like, a, like, it's not even close. It wasn't even like done exporting and then you had to upload it and everything like that. So I was like, God damn, like I have to leave. And I felt terrible leaving. And then this man FaceTimed me at like 630 at night. Seven. So there, I can't believe you remember that time. I cannot because believe you were the only one that was there. I remember yeah. like literally the lights around you. I was like, why is it so dark? And you were like, yeah, they shut the lights off around me. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no way they did. Yeah. And I felt terrible. And then, and then you were like, all right, it's done. And it was like 730 at night. And I remember being super excited. Now this is, I'm going down a rabbit hole. So after I'm done with this like statement, I'll, we'll get back to what it was. Uh-huh. But I remember that being honestly like this might sound so corny, but I don't even care. That was one of the greatest nights of my life. And I'll tell you why, because I for, for a, my mindset, I kind of struggled with like self-confidence and stuff for a long time in my life. So, you know, for me to get behind that camera, it was big because I always didn't like the way I looked behind, you know, like the camera. I didn't like the way I sounded on a microphone or in like a video if someone took a video of, of me on their phone or something. So like that was a really big accomplishment. And I remember seeing the numbers that it did right away. And I was like, damn, like people really like it and stuff. So I remember that being a, like a great night. It was awesome. It was, it was pouring rain. I remember exactly because I get into the parking lot at my job. I'm the last car to leave. And I remember getting in and I see a note on my window and I'm like, wow, shit, what is this? I get out the, the right side of my, the front of my car destroyed. Someone hit me in the parking lot and destroyed the front of my car. And I just remember, I was like, huh. I was like, okay. I was like, so take the good with the bad. I was like, <laughs> but the guy was super nice. He left his name, his contact. He paid for the whole thing. Like he was super nice about it. I could have just left and I would have never found him. But like, I just remember that specifically because I remember being so high. And then I was like, am I going to be able to drive home? I was like, am I just going to have to stay here all night? But I, I remember that day perfectly. It was one of the greatest accomplishments of my early life at that time. Yeah. And like, oh, man, every time you talk, I have so many more questions for you. And this is I mean, if you guys are just tuning in now, this is going to be a long episode. I could already I tell. Even, I don't even care, bro. <laughs> because you mentioned like a lot of things like about you and your self-confidence and like that, especially that that's the I guess the first thing we can go into with it, um, because getting on camera with a mic is not easy. Um especially when you're dealing with like a confidence thing like that is the hardest thing i remember like 
like the first time I stepped in front of a mic, I was doing like solo shots and like just recording myself for like a class and I had uploaded to YouTube and um, it was like embarrassing almost like I didn't even really want to like upload it. I was so like lackluster and poor. So mm -hmm. that was another thing I noticed about you too. Like, I mean, first of all, I think it's awesome that you remember that day just as well as I do because it was such shitty weather. And then I remember driving home so excited, like blasting music in the old car on that piece of shit Saturn that I used to have. <laughs> and uh, I was just like genuinely excited. I was like, bro, I, we, like, I felt the, like looking back, I didn't realize in that moment, now that I'm looking back at it, I was like so excited that we genuinely accomplished like something like whether it was just uploading a video and it was blowing up for no reason. Got, like a yeah, hundred, it really views, was like, 10 it really, minutes. Yeah, and that's really a lot was. of views at the time. That's why I was like, I literally looked at myself. I was like, is this what fame is like? I was like, is, is, <laughs> I was like, really? It was, dude, it wasn't even, and, and mind you, because it was a new YouTube channel, like the bots just attacked it. So as soon as we uploaded a video, it had like 500 views in the first like two hours. And I was like, yeah, we're famous. So I was then like, it just it. stayed there. Right? And then it just stayed there and then it decreased. And then I was like, I remember asking you, I was like, why did the views decrease? Do people, I literally had no idea how YouTube worked. I was like, do people unlike it? And then the views go away. And you were like, no, you idiot. You were like, you're like, it's just bots. Yeah, no, we, I, it's so, bro. It's so crazy how like, oh man, this is so, it's so reminiscent, like reminiscent. I just, I remember I, we had a screen record the thing and then upload it. It was just such a, such a journey, bro. And then you didn't even know how to, terrible job. You didn't even know how to screen record back then. You'd keep the thing and. Bro, it's just awesome to see where you've like come from, to be honest with you, to now running your own channel, which is currently your channel, which is currently at 607 subscribers. Let's clap it up for that. I'm going to snap <laughs> um, because, bro, that's awesome. Like you built you went from that to like where you're at now. And like even looking back, like and this is something that you should really like think about, bro, because like even me looking back and being accomplished that I uploaded a first video, that channel that you were a part of that it's now yours one and two, like you made it you went from not being able to screen record a video to now editing videos every day. Like shout out the video you just posted. It's on the Connor Poirier um, fight that's coming up tomorrow from when we're recording this. Um, like you just uploaded a sick thumbnail. You showed me on my way home. So like, bro, I, I still am ass with thumbnails. Like, you know, so from going from being able to not screen record to now running a stable channel, who's constantly pumping on content by yourself, Bro, pat yourself on the back for that, you know. Like, <laughs> I give, I give myself a little, a little, little chest. Little chest like, there. seriously, <laughs> it is great. And, and um, that that that's what I want to segue into. So you mentioned the set, the self confidence thing on like the first episode that we did in the studio. Um, how are you so good on camera? I mean, if anyone goes back to those old videos, you could see you're very comfortable. But that never phased you. I mean, for anyone listening, like, how did you overcome that? Uh. It, it was essentially a facade at first. I was, if you look into my eyes, I was mortified. I was just like, I, I thought to myself, I was like, dude, like I know exactly where the camera is. I was like, do I look at it? Do I look at Matthew? Like, what do I do? There was so many things going through my head. And then I just thought to myself, I was like, dude, like, you know what you're talking about. And when I told myself that, I was like, if you know what you're talking about, your self-confidence just, just shoots right up. I said, I forget what was, oh, it was about the, the predictions for the wildcard weekend or something like that. The first video, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah. I, it something was, like yes. that. It was when the Bills played the Texans. Yes. Yes. So I remember having like a full list of notes. I was like, you wrote the whole thing down. You, you know what you wrote down. Like, it's just going to be a conversation. I was like, just, just like a phone conversation. And then we, you know, we just did it. And 
<laughs> you know what's you know what was funny i what kept running through my mind was the office and the reason why i say that is because there's no audience it was just a camera right and then when they say something funny or they do something funny they just go like this and shoot like a funny face at the camera yeah i forgot the name of that it's like the, the, the style of uh... yeah and i remember and i remember doing that a couple times and i remember you like zooming in on it and stuff like that and like you made it funny to the point where like if i did it like it was funny and 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 i looked at myself like when i would watch the videos back and i'm like you know what i don't look bad on camera i was like i sound good the audio quality is good my voice isn't as bad as i thought so i was like you know we we could do this so i was like 100 percent and then when you kept telling me, you kept reassuring me, which I thank you, by the way, you were like, nah, you were good. Like you, you did a good job, almost like a natural. And I was like, definitely not. And then, you know, you kept reassuring me that. So it made me feel that much better. Well, you like, I mean, I could see that perspective where you thought like, I'm just your boy. Like, I'm just trying to gas you up. But like you, I've always said this to you, even from the first episode we recorded together, like you were just good on camera. Like there was no adjustment. And now, because I had done it before in school and whatnot, you, that episode that we did together was the first time you were like, sure, you've recorded videos at the park or whatever, like, you know, or like baseball videos. But like, that was like the first video you recorded willingly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so you were always a natural from it, in my opinion. And I think like, that's a really good point in the self-confidence thing. Like you kind of just have to get over that hump and like, say like, like who cares at the end of the day? Like, you know, you sound good. Like people are always going to have something to say at the end of the day. That's kind of how I got over it. I was just like, who gives a fuck? Honestly, I was kind of just like, who cares? Because like, go ahead. You want to go? I was just going to say that that was one of the other things for me too. That was so mortifying was I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, yo, like if you think about like, if we ever step back, not to get like intergalactic or some shit like that but <laughs> if you like step back and just look at and think of the grand scheme of things you upload a youtube video literally some little kid sitting on the beach in taiwan could look at it could could watch it yeah two seconds after you uploaded it you know what i'm saying so that itself being literally in front of a world like obviously we're not in front of a global audience but potentially being in front of a global audience where anyone could just say anything hurtful just for the shit of it that's what was was big for me too i was like yo what if people are just like you know fuck this guy like you know i don't want to say like kill yourself or anything like that because yeah like, but you know how people are people are mean you know how yeah. people are people are just mean for the sake of being mean we live in a world where people love to hate so that's what was another thing too and then once i saw the pot dude the comments on the first episode the positive feedback and everything that was another thing where i was like all right like people actually want to see this you know, and, and like people have good things to say. And like you said, oh, someone's always going to have something to say. I can't tell you how many countless comments even now on, on videos now. And it's just really for the for the shit of it. Like I said before, like some people have no idea what they're talking about. They just want to be mean, just just to be an Internet troll. Do you kind of just like so you kind of just ignore that and say, like, like I know my worth. I'm going to just keep pumping out content. Uh, essentially, um it's not really about me it's about the content and some of the the i, I always i the content i i make is a discussion based content like it's an opinion based like i want people to give me their feedback i want them to disagree with me essentially but and give me good reason you know what i'm saying to disagree with me and and 95% of the comments when people disagree with me it's it's very 
you know, it, it, it's a, an adult conversation. I see where you're coming from. You see where I'm coming from. And then of course you get those occasional people that are like, Oh, you know, you're an idiot and stuff like that. But that, I just brush that off. It doesn't even bother me because if everyone was saying that, then I'd be like, all right, well, I did something wrong. But if it's one person out of 50, then you know, you're doing something right. You know? Yeah. That's a good point too. Cause your content is kind of like a discussion board almost. So like you kind of encourage that negative um, yeah. feedback almost. That is actually a really uh, dope point to make from your, your content and like you making videos in general like that was one thing that we also like wanted like we were like like anyone that's hating on us like please hate on us because like it's something <laughs> please you know? let us know please yeah like we just wanted some feedback but um before i continue and talking about mindset and all that i kind of wanted to segue a little bit um and, and talk about like where you're from um how because you do you have a sports podcast now, um, PTV. So the old podcast that we originally had, which was TTL Sports, it has now been transformed and rebranded into um, PTV. Does it stand for anything or just no? Just Peter uh, TV. Literally, <laughs> literally Peter TV, and then Sports Network. I added the network on at the last second because I put the name into YouTube and it just looked too short. So I was like, all right, let me like put something there, and then network just kind of stuck, and I was like. That looks official. Like I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we started from TTL Sports. You rebranded the whole thing. You kept the channel. Um, you turned it into that, which is really awesome. And that's also what I want to get into. But, like, since we did TTL and obviously now you're continuing with the whole sports team, um, what got you so into sports? Like, what, you know, bring it back to even, like, when we were kids playing on the block, like, wiffle ball and stuff. Like, talk to me about that. People are going to think, because I could recall such like distinct memories, people are literally like, literally going to think I'm either like an intergalactic traveler or I just have like a photographic memory. My first real memory that I, I remember was I was in my backyard. My dad, my dad would come home from work between like, you know, three, four o'clock, whatever. He'd take a nap on the couch and we'd go in the backyard every day and we'd play wiffle ball. And I remember like the first time I ever remember hitting it. I hit it. You, you've seen my backyard before. It's not big. It's like like maybe 25 feet long, yeah. 15 feet wide. It's not big. I remember I was standing in the back and I hit the ball onto the roof of my house. Now for like a four-year-old kid, that's pretty far. You know, like, and I just remember at that moment, I was like, I'm good at this. Like, not to be like, <laughs> not, but like four-year-old me was like. You're athletic. Yeah. And easy. I, 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 I was like, admit okay. that too, yeah. And then, you know, it, it, I really just, my dad and I grew up like just in a sports environment and my, even my mother said to me, like, for as long as I can remember, she was like, you're a Yankee baby because literally like 11 days after you were born, the Yankees won the world series in 1996. Mm -hmm. She was like, you were born into, into a winner. Uh, well, it's a different story now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, you know, and I just, baseball was always first, first and foremost. I didn't really fall in love with any other sport. Up until about, I'd say 2006, I went to my first Jet game. And you'll be like, ah, of course. So the first Jet game I ever went to was against the San Diego Chargers at the time. And the Jets got blown out 37 to nothing. And I yes. fell in love with football. <laughs> I, was like, I fell in love with the Jets. I was like, I love these losers so much that I'm going, I, I just love it. And that's really what it was. Like, I always, I just grew up around it so much that that's all I really knew. You know what I mean? Like my parents never pushed, like, I don't want to say pushed academics, but like they let me have my space. Like if I wasn't good academically, 
they weren't going to be like, you must be good academically. You know, they saw that I was athletic. They, they pushed me for that, you know, go start, go do as many sports as you can go play high school baseball, try out in college, things like that. So that's all I ever really knew. And, and, and then I kind of just took it from there. I became a, a, a nut for the statistics and the, and I don't want to say analytics, but stuff like that. And, and just historic historical figures and historical stats just really like stand out to me. And that's, that's why you always say that I'm like a walking encyclopedia because I just, I just love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that was the one thing that I had always told you, like when we started a show going into it, I knew off like the start of it, that Peter was 110% going to be smarter than me when it comes to sports. <laughs> and I was never afraid to admit that he was um, much more knowledgeable. Cause I, I, like I, my relationship with sports is different. Like I went back and forth there's times when like I'm really invested and I really know everything. And then there's times where I like take a break from it, but like you're all gas, no brakes. shout out Robert Sala. Like you, (laughs) you're always like invested into it. Like, you know, and you've always had that knowledge for it, but when you like, you've always been playing too, you were, you're super athletic. You've always been, even now when we like, I know when you play with like anything, ball, football, baseball, with like friends or in your leagues or whatever, you're still good. But like, when you realize like, because that, point comes (laughs) with everyone where they realize they're not going to play um in the mlb or like professionally did you think like today you'd still be involved in sports in the way that you are like making content and stuff and like does that also make you like happy to know that like you're still involved in that and you're trying to make a career in it even though it's not playing it you know when i finally realized that like competitively or like you know academically and competitively that it was over for me was my first year in college when I wanted to get a job on the side of playing fall ball in college and, you know, doing my classes and everything. And it itself was a job. I was at the baseball field six, seven days a week. There was no time for myself. There was no time for, you know, my friends. There was no time to make money. And I thought to myself, I said, I was like, if, if I'm not making the major leagues, what am I going to start working when I'm, when I'm 22, 23 years old, and I'm going to have not a pot to piss in, you know, just, just to chase a dream. And I mean, like everyone says, chase your dreams, but your dreams have to be realistic. You have to, you have to adapt and change your dreams. Cause you know, a, a kid from New York that's playing Juco baseball is not going to, to make the major leagues, you know? And I, I was okay with it. I, I literally said, I said to my coach, I was like, I, I can't do this right now. I want to, I want to start working. You know, and it, it kind of, it never died. Like, honestly, I, I still think I can make the major leagues. Why not? You know, <laughs> look at Evan Gaddis. Evan Gaddis was a janitor, you know, until he was like 26. And then he won the World Series with the Astros. You know what I mean? But, but really, like, it's funny because I stepped away from sports playing. And I never totally stepped away from it watching. And then I hit kind of like a dark period in like my life where, I wasn't going to school anymore and I was just working and I was working, working. I was working 50, 60 hours a week. And I was like, there has to be something more to this, you know, and not to sound like sappy or anything, but it was because I was getting away from what I really loved and that not necessarily playing sports, but even just watching them. Like I was coming home and sleeping and I was just repeating the cycle the next day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, there's something missing. And then once I found that again, I kind of opened up a little bit more and I kind of, you know, I went back to school and I found my way again, you know, like I, I was like, okay, that was an 18 month detour that I was not prepared for, but you know, life is filled with unprepared stops. You know, that's what it is. So I made my peace with it. I said, you know, that was a, it was a vacation. 
a 60 hour work week vacation essentially <laughs> in my life. And, and once I got back to sports, that's when I was like, I can never let this go away again. Like I have to do something and notice around there. Well, when we started, I was 20, how old am I? <laughs> well, we were, we were starting, we started when I was 22. Okay. No, I'm sorry. 23. I can't do math. Um, so we started when I was 23 and for that, like, two year period, I'd say there was something in me that I was like, I, I gotta, st I gotta do something. I, I could talk about this, but like, how can I talk about this? And I didn't find it until, until we had that, that fateful conversation. See, like there's so many core themes. I sound like a professor, <laughs> but like there's so many core themes that you just mentioned in that and what you just like talked about. And like, that's one of the main reasons. See, it's like, this is why I knew you're going to be the perfect guest to have on because that's one of the main reasons, um, that I, I started the show was to talk about like going after doing what you love and like doing stuff that makes you happy because like we live in a world where, and I'm, I'm living through it now. Um, shout out anyone at my job who's listening. I really don't give a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> but like where um, we're going, we're living in a time where we're so programmed to kind of like go through that. You got to work, you got to do this, you got to do that. And, and I think it's so amazing that we have like social media now where we could share like stuff because like I listen to people like, uh, McGregor like Conor McGregor like Dana White or like I'm just naming MMA people but like right. anyone in general who's literally went after what they've loved to do and like the thing is you're supposed to wake up in the morning and you're supposed to be excited about what you do and like you talked about a period in time where you're um, going home you're just sleeping because you're so tired from work you just quit something that you love doing and you're in a dark spot and it wasn't until you found sports again when you really were like holy shit like I love this. Like I want to do something with it. And I feel like we need to put more emphasis on that. Like whatever you love in life, you need to go after and do, because like you shouldn't wake up and be like, I got to work this nine to five to support my family. Obviously you need to make money to like that. That's we go to college to make money at the end right. of the day and take mm -hmm. care of our families. But I feel like if people put more love and shout out another MMA guy, but like these guys have great philosophies, like Joe Rogan said, like put stuff, put Joey your all rogues. And I love the man, <laughs> but all, put your all into a passion project something you really love and keep like seeding it and flowering and watering it and um, see where it goes because who knows, like it could turn into something. And like, I think it's so awesome how you went through like a dark time and you're at your happiest when you're working on something that you naturally love doing. Well said, Matthew, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> but it's so, it's so awesome to hear that like that getting, getting, starting a podcast or like even watching sports again is like what made you feel genuinely happier, yeah. you know? So, um, what, let's talk about now your show. Cause we keep getting off topic. Um, PTV, um, we just talked about how much you love sports. So you're going to continue with the sports content, obviously, but mm -hmm. what, for people listening, you just dropped the first episode, explain what's going on. Actually. Well, it's season three. Well, it's season, it's season three. And from yesterday to today, now we're up to episode three now. Cause I, I just, I just went full beast mode today and I was just sitting in this chair basically all day. There's going to be an ass imprint when I get up eventually <laughs> from this chair. But, um, you know, it, the first episode, essentially what I was talking about was basically thanking you and thanking everyone that supported me through that. And it was time to change it. it literally the, the name of the first episode was a new chapter and I was thrilled. And you know, what really made me feel like, I feel like, in when you close a chapter in any part of your life, you need closure. And the one thing that really gave me closure was when we were talking about it. And 
you know, what you feel and what you say are two different things. That's just anyone, not just you. Yeah. But when you literally were like, I'm genuinely happy for you. Your logo looks great. Like your plan in place is awesome. Like, I can't wait to see what you do. That was like that last part that I really needed where I was like, now I'm real pumped about this because like, I never wanted to leave on, you know, us together on bad terms. So once you said that, and I was like, now he's coming from a genuine disposition, like that's what gave me that full send. And that's why I mentioned in the, you know, the episode, there was never any love lost between us. And if anything, our relationship is better now than it was when we were working together. <laughs> and essentially I really just talked about that. I was thanking people. I was, I was also talking about my, my, how my perspective has changed not only in life, but in a social media and a YouTube kind of way, because I shout it out and I'll say it again. There's two guys that I watch all the time. I hung out with one a couple of times, you know, Philly on and this guy, original 151, they have a podcast together and uh, original 151 is, is this guy, his name is Vinny and he does like Pokemon content. Like I don't even like Pokemon, but I watch, I always find myself watching his videos because it's just his personality just leaks through like into his videos. And it's really admirable to see someone literally streaming every single day, something that's not easy to do. Like he streams every day. He puts up content every single day. He really makes a job out of it because that's what he loves to do. And you have to admire someone that literally manifests their own dreams into a career. So like I've seen, like he's been able to buy a house. He just bought a Tesla. Like he's legitimate. People laugh at YouTubers, but these people work their asses off and legitimately make careers out of it. And there's nothing more admirable from a social aspect, in my opinion, than that. And same thing with Philion too. I, I just mentioned them together because they both have the podcast that I actually really like listening to on Sundays, the Sunday sauce. But um, that's essentially what I was really talking about. And I was just talking about my plan ahead, how I'm just going to try and drive forward. You know, those nights where like, I, I don't want to put content out, I come home from work, but I, like, I really think I should talk about something, then I'm going to start doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to push out two, maybe three episodes a week on the podcast and one to two episodes, one to two videos, excuse me, on YouTube. Like, I really just want to get it out there because the first thing that anyone tells you is content is king. And I've gotten a lot of comments recently that people were really digging my stuff. So, you know, if I keep pushing it out there and it's going to get further and further out there and more people will see it. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. And I think like um, one thing that like you mentioned, that's really what I really wanted to talk about too, is the fact that like, I feel like, a lot of people have like a hater mentality and like they love to hate on whatever, like say Philly on, for example, or um, what's his name? Uh, one, what is it? Project or, original, original, original 151. 151. Yeah. I'm not even familiar. I know Philly on um, makes good videos as well. I agree, but people will hate on those two, for example, because like they said they had a bad take or like they look ugly or like they sound cringy or whatever. But the reality of the situation is until, it's until you do it and you see how hard it is to, that what they're what Absolutely. someone's doing in general until you realize like, OK, I'm not going to hate on this. Like people don't understand. Like you watch. I mentioned actually it's so funny, bro, because we have such that's like, again why you're the perfect guest for this. We have such similar mindsets. I in I, the, the opening like prologue to it, I talked kind of about like the same thing as you. And I said I hate talking about them, but like you look at people like Logan and Jake Paul and like. You know, I get how you could hate Jake Paul. I mean, who couldn't hate Jake Paul? It's kind of yeah. like hard not to hate Jake Paul or Logan. Um, I mean, more so Jake. But how could you not respect what they've done? Like, at the end of the day, like, there's so many parts about both of their lives and stuff that they've done that's, like, no one else would be able to do at the end of the day. And, like, 
Absolutely. You now know what you're saying, like what it takes to be a content creator. And I would compare you because you make it, honestly, it's very similar the way that you and Philium will do style of content where like it's just fitness and sports, it's just different topics, but like yeah. your style of video is similar. So you understand what it's like to get to where he's at, like, you know, and I feel like more people need to develop that, like put yourself into their shoes before you, you know, shit on them. Oh, hundred percent. And I'll be, I'll be the first one to be honest and tell you my mindset three years ago when I first met him, my girlfriend and I were going to her semi-formal for her sorority and her best friend had brought him as a date. And she goes, I've never, she goes, he's some kind of YouTuber or whatever. And like, I looked him up and I was like, oh, this dude looks like a dick. Like his content doesn't even look good. I was like, I don't even know what this guy, like, like, what does he make? Like, and I don't want to say it was jealousy, but it could have been a hint of jealousy in there because like, you know, this man is just basically making money and getting out there based off his personality and his, and his, knowledge on a subject so you know it could have been that but also i was like oh he has long hair it looks greasy like i was just oh, such a dick um and then i met him and we <laughs> literally fit we finished half a bottle of ciroc just sitting there talking and i was like this dude is one of the most pleasant people i've ever met in my life i was like shame on me for having that mindset you know don't judge a book by his cover it's cover is such an uh, overused term, but really that's what it was. I was like, you know what? I thought this guy was going to be a dick and he turned out to be one of the most pleasant people ever. And, and he's great at what he does. So I have nothing but respect and admiration for him. Yeah. I, and you know, that's how I feel about most YouTubers and podcasters. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the color daddy podcast. If you want me to be really honest with you, I don't sit here and listen to how Alexander, yes, Alexandria you do. Cooper. Yeah, you do. Don't lie. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you I sit here and listen to Alex Cooper talk about her, um, you know, her sex life and whatnot, but, and it's not my cup of tea personally, <laughs> but, but what I will say is that she just signed a $60 million deal on Spotify recently and from, from doing what she thinks is funny and making her happy. And at the end of the day, I can only sit here and respect it because she's all a working lady, you know, and that's really what it's all about. Like I can't say a single bad thing just because I don't agree with her content. So um yeah that i mean that's awesome it's a great point that you made and um with, with ptv um i know it's kind of a broad question but like <laughs> you already you're at 607 subs you know you're you're con you just said you made two episodes in one week like we all see today actually <laughs> or, or, well three episodes in one week excuse yeah. me and um new logo rebrand what is your goal though like is this something that eventually like you want to make into a career is this something that like you know like is this something yeah. that you see i know it's a passion project and that's mm -hmm. really what it what it comes down to but like what is your end game what is your goal i mean the absolute dream as i said like you have to adapt your dreams to what what's going on in your life at the time that's something that i believe in that would be a dream if i could come to to work one day or like you know, I should rephrase that. If I can get out of bed one day and walk 10 steps to my office in my house and make money for my, to provide for my family, that's the dream. You know what I'm saying? Talking about something I love like this or any capacity in sports, really. But right now, that, that my end game is really just to push as much content out there and to just make as many social connections as possible. You know, and just to the, the way it's uh, it's so weird and maybe arbitrary people might think but 
the way I look at content sometimes is I have no idea what my voice and what my face does for someone that that could be down a dark hole. If someone really, I got a comment the other day and the guy was like, I really, really love your content. Like, thank you. Like, why is this man thanking me? And then I thought to myself, I was like, who knows? I was like, this guy could having a really shitty time in his life, you know, and just seeing my dumbass face on his, on his screen could make him feel better. So really, I just want to make as much content as possible because you never know the kind of reach that your content has. And, you know, we've said it from the beginning, it only takes one to blow up. And honestly, at this point, I'm just making it because this is what I love to do. There's really no clear goal. If it blows up, it blows up. I'm not even looking for it at that point. Like, yeah, do I want to get to a thousand subs and, and maybe get monetized or something? Like, that would be cool. Like making a little pocket change on the side. It's not a goal though. You know, if it happens, it happens. Because if you're looking, the way that I feel, if you're, if you're dreaming for money, you're just going to be in a nightmare your entire life. Yeah, I think, first of all, you just left us with a ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I think you made awesome points. So um, I got, first of all, I got to get out that mindset too. Like the money is a big motivator for me, but at the same time, um, it's the thing, it's more so for me, the things that, um, and I bet you a bunch of people could relate to this. It's the thing that come with money. It's that freedom. It's being able to help people around you. But yes. you're right. If you focus mainly on that, it, you can't get lost. And then you, you start getting darker and darker and you sink because you're only, you're not at a place that you think you should be at. Then you start getting depressed. But I, what I want to touch on before we get into like that aspect of it is you said something really awesome about how like someone watching your videos may be down or whatever. Does that inspire you that you're making videos knowing that someone's watching it and like that could, does that inspire you to make videos? Like someone who's watching it could be like depressed or upset and your video cheers them up. Oh, hundred percent. Like if, if I could make a video for say, hypothetically, if it's that one person and they're going through a tough time, we have no way of knowing, you know, there's really no way of connecting with those kind of comments and stuff. But if that person physically reached out to me and was like, your videos make me feel better. I would love to just personally make videos for that person. Like that makes me, I, I think I get this mindset from my dad, but seeing, the way that my dad has been a fantastic human being like his entire life. And he just thinks nothing of himself and everyone around him just really rubs off on me. Like I see how happy he is never thinking of himself. And I'm like, I have to be like that too. So if, if that ever came about, you know, where someone was like, your videos just make my day. Well, here you go, buddy. Here's a few links to some videos that I made just for you, you know? That's so awesome. You private them on YouTube and everything, but it, that, that is really awesome, bro. And like, yeah, I mean, I think your mindset's hundred percent right where you're just doing what you love. And if the money comes, the money comes, but if not, you'll just do it because you know, it makes you happy. And yeah. I think that's an awesome, I mean, I got to sharpen my, my sense up with it, um, with that in life in general, but I think you look at it the right way you really do. And like, it is really awesome to hear that, like the videos that you're making, like could be uplifting people, which, and like that, keeps you going like i think that's so awesome to hear um so you're gonna so what is your because i mean from with ttl sports like it was all over the place like what sometimes it'd be three uploads five uploads what is your plan as of right now how often are you gonna upload how you know what's your rollout looking like for this new um adventure essentially the rollout is looking like anywhere between i would say just for like safe numbers i would say probably about two podcast episodes a week, maybe more. And definitely weekly uploads on YouTube, one, maybe two times. Cause there were times it's very erratic. Like you're right. Like the, the, the updating schedule is just sometimes we'll go a week without uploading. 
uh, one time I uploaded four videos in three days. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's just crazy how it comes, but that's in, in, in the world of sports, like when news, you know, it firsthand, when news comes at you fast and you got to get something out, you know, you have to talk about it. You can't miss the boat. That's really what it is. There's no true schedule, but I would say anywhere between two plus podcast episodes a week and one to two YouTube videos a week would, would be my, my layout awesome i can't i can't wait to check it out like i mean anyone who's also listening to this like peter brings great insight i'm not just saying that's a promote what you got going on but like that was literally the only person that i'd ever do a sports podcast with because you actually know what the fuck you're talking about like let's cut the bullshit thank you i mean it's true though like people like and i'm not throwing subs we're not doing this here and anyone who's listening don't think it's targeted at you because we might have some friends that are doing it but a lot of people that i know personally and people that I hear randomly that are just promoting their stuff on Twitter, Instagram, they suck. Like, honestly, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, you actually study this for fun. This is a hobby to you. This is not this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, like, if anyone wants real good um, – and Peter's so humble, he's going to be like, thank you. He's not going to say shit, but it's really – I was literally the, just going to say thank you when you were done talking. <laughs> it's really the truth. <laughs> like, um, I mean, you want good insight and, like, actual facts. And, like, I mean, listen – go to listen to his stuff and you'll know what i'm talking about he actually brings an insane incredible knowledge and insight um which leads me to my next question um <laughs> side topic you know i didn't want to make this about sports but um this is going to be probably uploaded after but let's see if you're right buddy um the conor mcgregor fight is tomorrow from when we're recording this so um, it would have already happened by now <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spotlight so for anyone that's listening um you guys will determine if you go to PTV or not. <laughs> I literally, of- I literally shit you not right now because people who see the video version of this, they're gonna see me looking in like the left hand corner and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is that guy looking at?" I literally have like predictions and like people talking about it on my TV behind me as I speak. <laughs> I see, but you got like listen, one of those. I don't listen to them. I'm just, I literally have it on mute and I just see. They're just showing Gilbert Burns right now, so I'm not even gonna watch. But <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this, and the way that I said it in my video that I just uploaded a few hours ago was, if the fight goes the distance, mm-hmm. to me, a hundred percent, it's Poirier's fight. If there's any sort of stoppage at any point, it, McGregor's gonna knock his ass out. Like if if we get, if there is like a TKO or a KO, yes, it's McGregor because he's going. The way I said it was this fight could either go neither of them want to get knocked out or TKO'd and they're just kind of touchy feely, even though they, they all, they both know the, each other so well, or they're just going to go fucking bombs flying. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I kind of hope it goes that way because I love watching Connor strike, dude. Like I, I literally love watching that. Le- you know, what's funny. Everyone's like, everyone like literally he runs up to people with it cocked. Like and ready to go, you know what I mean? Like and they're and they just can't stop it. Like I don't understand, and I just love watching him fight. But I do feel like overall that Poirier is the better fighter, but McGregor is the better striker. I feel like even we were talking about this before. Yeah. You say that maybe not at this point in his career that he's the better striker. I still I still think he is because I feel like that's like the weakest part of Dustin's game. Yeah. But the way that I see it is there's not going to be, forget the leg kicks, you know, Connor's going to have that. Connor's going to have that in his game plan this time. But I do feel like if it goes the distance, it's going to be Poirier, but if it's a stoppage, it's going to be McGregor. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I I think it's actually a really good take. Um, Honestly, like if it goes the distance, Poirier, if there's any knockout, it's going to be Connor. Um, 
I don't know. I agree with you. And like watching the, I guess, Connor for all those years and everything, um, I would literally agree with everything. Literally just said. like, he's literally just like, yo, yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking begging you. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to, lo- I love that, dude. I, t- I mean, anyone who knows me personally, like, dude's literally my like spirit animal. So like if he yeah, loses, I'm going to be so depressed. This man him. posts more about Connor McGregor on his, on his than Instagram <laughs> story than anything in history. <laughs> Literally, bro, I love him, man. I just love, like, that would be a dream interview, too, because, like, I would love oh, to talk it. about his I'd retire if I ever got to, like, it can't get better than that, honestly. Yeah, literally. But uh, great insight. If you had money, though, and if, if if I gave you my social security and my life savings and everything, who who's winning the fight tomorrow? Oh, if I was a betting man, I would take McGregor plus 108. Okay. As a decision, plus 700. Okay. So even though that completely contrasts what I just said, you can't, you on that you're, little you're, parlay you're, there. No, you're bet. You're bet. betting smart. Like you're, yeah. you're saying the smart bet is to bet McGregor is an underdog. I well, they gave, you. they, this has been the first time since McGregor's actually been a big time fighter that he's an underdog and it's a slight underdog, obviously. But if they give you money take on it. a line with McGregor, you have to take it. Like there's literally no way you can't take it. And Poirier is not that great of a bet either because it's minus minus one thirty. So it's like, eh, you might as well just go with McGregor on that. And then especially if you bet him last fight, like whatever it was, you know, someone I, I looked at all the lines before and I think it was McGregor submission in the third round or something like that was plus like 6,600 or some <laughs> shit like that. Like it was an absolute wild number. If that happens right That's here, what I'm saying. someone is going to bet a hundred bucks on it and just walk away with like fucking six trillion dollars or whatever but yeah and we're the ones who literally spoke about the bet and they're gonna be stupid that we didn't bet it so (laughs) no but that that is that that would be my bet even though it completely goes against what i said i would take mcgregor at plus 108 with the decision at plus 700 okay all right so we'll see saturday night those mma people listening even if you don't watch mma you're gonna watch this fight because this is yeah hell yeah yeah. connor's like kind of like that mike i mean i wasn't alive for tyson but he's kind of like that mike tyson where it's like everyone's got a tune or like ali like people are gonna kill me if you're really into sports but like it's like you got to watch what you know i'm saying he has that element of like we need to watch this so yeah it's gonna be dope we had to definitely talk about that but let's get a little uh I'm out of your realm now. You're dragging me back into DTL sports and I'm, I'm not having that. <laughs> that was really my, that's the, actually you, you found out my secret plan. I was going to come on to just slowly lure you back, but it's, it's not working. You, you just, you, you got out of it already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Peter is going to be like a recurring guest on this show. Nine, 99% of the time, because I explained if we're not getting guests, like I'm going to have, you're like the Joey Diaz to the Joe Rogan. It's just like, I'm going to have to have you every week, bro. I'm gonna... <laughs> bro. That dude's a legend, okay. by the way. I was watching. I've been listening watching, to like straight I, Joey Diaz yeah, recently. Yeah. It was, I think it was like his second time on or something. They literally spent like the, like first, like 40 minutes just talking about fucking used cars. <laughs> and Joey Diaz was like, see, when I was younger. He was like, I used to sell cars in Colorado. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is this guy talking about? And he was like, and the guy. I'm like, what guy? Like, Joey Diaz literally talks like my uncle. Like, my uncle Uncle Joey, baby. With no context. (laughs) With no context whatsoever. Like, you have to literally listen to every syllable he says or you'll just be lost. Like, yeah, bro. Like, the thing about Joey Diaz is like, (laughs) <laughs> bro, like you said, he'll talk about Colorado. Like this dude lived such a crazy life in a span <laughs> in a span of like that twenty year period. He's been in like ninety states. There's only fifty of them. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he, he was talking just bef- like the last point I want to make because I really like doing the Joey Diaz impersonation. And this will be funny. He was talking about something that happened when he was like, when he was a, like younger, when he was a kid. There was this one woman that was like his friend's mother or something. And she'd walk around the neighborhood with this dog. And he like wanted to confess his love for her. Oh, and, I remember this one. I remember this one. And he was like, juicy tits. It was like hell of an ass. And I just, you know, I just remember listening to that. Put so much emphasis on that, bro. Ju- juicy tits. Yeah. And I just remember, like, he's like slobbering all over the microphone. It was one of the greatest, like, podcast experiences I've ever, I've ever seen. I was hysterically laughing. Also a legend, bro. Would be an oh, honor yeah, 100%. to have Joey on, bro. I love 100%. listening to his stuff. But, oh, man, we got to. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, I love both of those. But I'm going to definitely have to have you on, like, just like that all the time. But. I'll be the Alex Jones, the controversial oh, guest no. that no one yeah, wants we, on, we... but but he just comes on anyway. <laughs> oh man. But um all right, now we're gonna do a complete 180 because it's like we're talking about juicy tits and <laughs> you know, we gotta do a complete 180. Joey but... Diaz and juicy tits. <laughs> but um all right. So mindset. This is what I really wanted to dive in with you because like you built the brand up to like what it's been. Um, I mean, forget the numbers, the numbers don't lie, but personally working with you and I have said it a million times already on this episode, but like the main reason why I wanted to really get you on is not like, Hey, it's so nostalgic. I mean, I love this, bro. We haven't done a podcast in so long, but like, <laughs> but B like your mindset is over everything. And like, I don't know anyone that's as hardworking as you. Like literally, I remember when, for example, like you would get mad at me because like, I wouldn't be so attentive on the phone. And like, it was such a legit reason to get mad at me because like why am i not putting in a hundred percent of the work that like that, that you're at a hundred percent i'm at like 80 percent. do you hear this lightning outside by the way so yeah, it is absolutely this is how good the show is. outside <laughs> i heard the thunder before and i almost shit my pants when you were talking like, oh, <laughs> no but it's like a thunderstorm outside but um your mindset though like i remember it was like you're always at a hundred percent and i was always you know i wasn't given a hundred and it was just like sometimes i'd sit back and think like how does this dude as I got older, I'm like, how do you keep that? And so, like, I guess the question to ask you is really, like, where do you get that hardworking, like, mindset from? Because, like, even when I really want something, I still feel like I don't put my all into it. And mm-hmm. that's something that I'm trying to learn. But, like, you're such a hardworking person. So, like, where does that come from? And, like, why are you like that? I know it's such a yeah, like, No, why? I, I get you. Yeah. It comes in two folds. And the two folds are absolutely, like, like you're gonna be like what so the first fold is 100 percent my my father my parents in general but more specifically my father because the man worked he's been working since he's nine years old um you know he used to work on my grandfather's bread truck like he's still work. my dad is 64 years old still working to this day every day he's working he drives a bus for a camp so he's literally putting in like 14 hour days and just not even caring and I haven't seen my, this is the first time I saw my dad since Monday and we live in the same house, <laughs> but you know, he just puts in so many hours and at what age is he, he always, Oh, he, he's 64 now. So he's, he's still just doing working. that. He's just, yeah, he just doesn't care. Literally just doesn't care. Like he'll work forever, honestly. But, um, where I really get it from is him because he told me one time and it, it resonated with me like crazy. And I did a really shitty job one time. I think we were like, I honestly think we were like raking the leaves in the backyard. I swear to God, I was like nine and I did like a shitty job. And he said to me, he was like, now 
I know that you did this. If I know that you did something, why would you do such a shitty job? If your name is stamped on this job, why would you do a shitty job? And I literally think about that every single day. I wake up and that is the first thought that crosses my mind. If I do a job today, mine and I have my name stamped on it, I have to give 1000%. No excuses. If I take the job and I know I can get it done, I have to get it done with the best of my ability. That's so badass. And like, I'm letting you know right now that's going on the TikTok. <laughs> like that's the, I was looking for the TikTok clip to, to exploit you the whole time. And we got it, baby. <laughs> but no, like that is so badass. Cause like anything, you could put that into anything. Like, you yeah. know, you make a podcast, your name's on it. It's not, it better not be shitty. So like it could, that's so badass. I mean, and the, it's funny because the up, second, I'm sorry, by the way, shout out Pop, Pop Andrew Sandy, <laughs> because even when we did TTL, that dude is such a legend, bro. Like uh, someone who I would have on the show, like in a heartbeat, maybe we have to do a you and him. I think, episode. I think that was my biggest regret that Not while we were him together, on, right? that we never had him on. Yeah. Oh my but, God. But um, the second fold of it is kind of interesting. It's now, now I'm going to, I'm going to break the picture out. I think you already know what the picture is, but I have to show. Oh yeah. I know you're going to talk about. So. I got this man here. You know who this is. Tell everyone in the back who this man is. Yeah, if you're just listening to um, the audio version, he pulled out an autograph of Brian Shaw. Um, I think you could give a better description, but he's a a, a powerlifter, um, like a a cha- I don't want to call him a champion he's, powerlifter. He's but- actually like it's funny because he his literal occupation, like if you look on Wikipedia, strong man. Strong like, man. How, that, how there the you fuck go. is that a like? How, <laughs> like, how is that an? Well, occupation? that is a. Well, that is like a. The, the with the name I was looking for, but you know, it yeah. is a funny ass name. And like. he's four time world's strongest man. He actually just became the oldest competitor to like play second in this past this past year. So he came in second place at 40 years old a couple weeks ago. Um, and I started watching his videos. You know, what's funny. I started watching his videos because I was looking for a new like a new like high calorie, high protein diet. That was, did you hear that thunder? Yeah. The, oh, the mic is better pick this up, bro. <laughs> um, so, you know, like a high calorie, high protein diet that like, I could just like shed, like I could work, I could work off quick. Like if I, if I lifted a lot mm-hmm. and I came across Brian Sean, the first thing I came across was I ate my old strongman diet for a day and it said 15,000 calories. And I was like, well, fuck what I was looking at. I was like, now I need to watch this. And it started off. I was just watching like his eating challenge videos and stuff like that. And then I started watching like his workout videos and I started watching the way he interacts with like his fellow competitors and stuff and just his mindset. Like I watched an interview, actually you might know, maybe not, but, but he was on Robert Oberst, which is one of his best friends. He's a strong man as well. Uh-huh. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he, they talked about Brian Shaw and he literally said he's, he's like, I think he's like seven years younger than Brian Shaw. And he was like, you know, when I was, when I first started with this, I looked up to Brian Shaw. He was like, I, I studied everything he did because everything he did was calculated and measured. He didn't make a move that he didn't think about. And that really like, that really like resonated with me because then you watch his videos and you watch the way, like, if, if you say one more rep, Brian Shaw is going to give you five more reps and then he's going to try for a sixth and then fail. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the type of guy that he is like, if you, if you want hundred percent, he's going to give you 5,000%. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always like wanted to be. I always wanted to be that guy that like you could count on 
to either do a good job or just if even if I don't do a good job, I gave you every ounce of everything I had. And just listening to the way that people talk about him, it, it's amazing. He literally does seem like one of the greatest humans on earth. And I know that sounds absolutely like a wild statement. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like very genuine, like always thinking about stuff, like just very calculated. And I've heard that he, I think it was the log lift. So you, you know what a log lift is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, that's not one of his strongest, <laughs> that's not one of his strongest areas. So the way that the, he brings up the bar is, you know, you have to like flip it up and then you hold it here and then you, you go for the, I don't want to call it a dismount because that's not really the correct term, but for right now, we'll call it a dismount. You know, you go up for the rep and then you throw it down and then you pick yeah. it up. And he didn't like the way that it felt. So he developed and developed, like did research and completely changed an entire way to do a rep for the log left. Like he came up with his own way to do a rep. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how, who, who the fuck thinks about that? Like, like if he wasn't a strong man, think about that. Like if he was a, a, a contractor and he was like, I don't like the way that that building looks, tears it down, build another one. You know what I mean? Like who thinks like that? That's why it, it's, it's more fascinating to me than anything that someone could just be that calculated and that motivated to just be the absolute best. And if he can't find a way to be the best, he's going to make his own way to be the best. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an awesome lesson as well. Like you mentioned, I mean, Brian Shaw is just the example. And like, I'm going to use in my instance, like uh, Conor McGregor, someone who like I actually look up to, it's more than just him talking shit on a stage and whatnot. It's, it's very similar. Like when you look at mixed martial arts as a whole, like, Back in the day, no one was making even like their like a hundred k was a lot of money for a fight back then. Mm-hmm. Like making a hundred grand one night, and you know that, that sounds like a lot of money because it's some people's yearly salaries in one night. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're risking your life in the octagon, so it's really not that much money. Yeah. And I remember he got into like arguments with his parents that he used to say because I mean anyone's parents would be like, "You're not doing this for a living, making exactly. that less little bit of money." But he changed the way he he said that I'm gonna get paid this much money from doing this you know so it's people like that that really like you know because i we think that i think it's a great point too about brian shaw because we we think like we we think bigger and stuff like that but like when you're in a realm like that and you make your own rules and and you this is this is such a great topic because he wanted to win and he couldn't win by everyone else's standards. So he made his own way to win. And like, yeah. that is awesome. Like the same yeah. with Connor, you know, it, it really is. And the way that I think about it, and I'm not discrediting people that win in the conventional way, because you know what? You still won. You were better than everyone else that did it the conventional way. And you still won. So hats off to you too. It's those people that really stand out to you that go completely against the grain that literally are like, you know what, like this has been working for say 50 years. I'm going to try something completely new and I'm going to win with it. And it's not just like competitions. It's just in life. Like there are people that get born into families essentially that, you know, like take, like I'll give you a, for instance, my cousin, my uncle owns like a knife sharpening company, like a lucrative business. And like, it's essentially his when my uncle retires. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want it. He's like, I don't, that's the easy way out essentially is what he's saying. Like, yeah, that's constant income and all that kind of stuff, but that's not what I want to do. So I'm going to struggle my own way so I could su- succeed my own way. Yeah. 
which is uh, to me much more admirable still both admirable like to the highest degree but it just has that much more on top of it that you risk everything that you know that you have all your assets just to succeed that way Mm -hmm. that you wanted to do it yeah and i think like when you know it's time to when you think when you're scared to like take that jump i think that's when like you know it's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. like it kind of brings me back to like um like kind of what i'm dealing with now like i'm working for like i would say an entry-level job and like i remember when i was trying to decide like where i would go to school um like what would i end up doing like i could have been like people that are teachers are going to take this out of context but like in my opinion if i were to become a teacher i mean it's an awesome job they're in the unions if you guys live in new york you understand like unions are awesome you barely you're not basically guaranteed job security you could literally you know do anything you're not going to get fired i mean take that with a grain of salt but like it's really hard to get rid of like it's really hard to get fired from a union job yeah like cops teachers and like they make sick money like you know like 60 70k starting salary um which is pretty solid money and um 401k all the benefits you basically go to yeah. the doctor for free you have insurance the insurance benefits that they get are nuts you don't have to pay for anything and i just told myself like i was just like you know i could go and do that but it's just not fun for me in life like i want to i want to go out there and see my full potential and like right now i'm trying the midst of trying to figure out like what i want to do and i feel like a lot of people could find that relatable but like i kind of and like my mind a couple of years ago i kind of took that jump and was just like let's see what happens. You know, like I'd rather do it that way than just say like, I'm going to be a teacher and then make this much money and, you know, live a happy life and lay down. I want to go after something. I want to do something. There you go. Cause I mean, if you feel that way, anyone who's listening, like if you, and again, people, why I'm sure you like Brian Shaw and like why I'm a big fan of Connor. It's like, if they, they express stuff like this, like if you see something, if you really believe it, like if you have those dreams, like you mentioned before on this, like, why not just go after it? Why not just pursue it? Why not just just go? If you could see it, you could believe it. Just work for it and it'll happen. It's the law of attraction, you know? Literally, I I quoted a tweet the other day. I think it was like Tuesday. And, and by the way, I got a fortune cookie today that that mentioned what you were talking about. And it was like... That's wild. It was like, go <laughs> after what you want. It was like, I don't remember what it said. I'm going to pull it up on the next episode on in the intro, but it was just like, go after something that you want, like tap into something that that's popular and do it your own way. Yeah. Similar to like how Brian okay. Shaw, like did his own thing. I so. knew they had my room bugged. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go, um, what were you saying? But it's crazy. Like this was, I, you know, we always see those stories where it's like rags to riches and stuff like that. This one was just crazy because I haven't seen one on a while. And, and I quoted it and I said, this story is amazing. I need to see more of these on my timeline. Like, I just love that positive. Like, I hate all that shit, man. Like, I, I, like, like actually my, my story, my timeline is just basically sports, but like, yeah. I, I always see someone like some Something. bad news or something. Like, I just, I can't stand it. Like if you ever turn on the TV and turn the news on, just get ready to get depressed, bro. Because there's literally <laughs> no good news. No news is good news, essentially. Really, like, bro. like we never hear about a cat getting like saved from a tree anymore. Like it's all about like how many people have been, you know, perished in that terrible Miami like building collapse and stuff like that. Like it's just like such terrible things. And let me see if I could find it real quick because I haven't really been on Twitter that much lately. So it might be it might be like up here high. But it was essentially this homeless man in I think it was L.A. I could be wrong, 
I think it was LA and that someone asked him what his dream was. And he was a paint, he was an artist. Like he would paint on the side of the street. Yeah. And he said, literally, he was like to see one of my paintings in a museum one day. And not only did he get, Oh, it's right here. He said to walk in a museum one day and see my painting hang on the wall. That's what he said. His dream was homeless man has nothing to his name. Not, Hey, I want to have a mansion, you know, cars, all these bitches. No, I, I want to see my painting hung up and someone got him to an art auction. He sold the painting for $23,000. He got a painting hung up in the museum that he wanted to. And now he has his own website and he sells his paintings from the website with a painting in the museum, all in 10 days. His life changed completely like that in 10 days. He went from homeless to having an agent to meeting Oprah. Like the story is wild. I'm going to send it to you actually right now yeah, so you can watch it awesome. later. I actually want to tap into it's like that. It, it, it's, it's literally insane. Like I, I watched it and at the end, he's literally crying. Like, and he goes, anything is truly possible. And like, I don't like cry for really anything. Honestly, like it's just something not to sound macho or anything, because that's totally not what I'm trying to sound like. But just in anything, even in like tragedies that I've had in my life and stuff, I just don't like it doesn't compute with me. Like I don't cry, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt I felt the tears welling up a little bit on that one because it was just yeah. such a beautiful thing to see. That I was like, I wish I just I wish that the news was filled with stories like this. Like, I just love seeing things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like. So the thing with the news is too, like I agree with you hundred percent. Anything that they literally watching the news, you're gonna get something depressing, like because you're not making money on the stories that you just said. They're making money on people's downfall. They're making money on the things that sells, the thing that people want to listen to, and it's all negative yeah. shit. And it's annoying because like we should be talking about the positive things like that. And I think that story about the man who's homeless who's selling pans like is awesome too because, bro. He didn't want to become rich from selling paintings. All he wanted was one dude to put his painting in a museum and get, be acknowledged for his work. And it ended up making him money in the process. So crazy. It's crazy. That, that's what it's about. Like do stuff that you love, start a passion project, do something and the money, everything, it will come. It, it, the, the stuff is all secondary. Just do what you love. That's what life is about. You know, a hundred percent. And shout out that homeless dude. Seriously. I mean, uh, if you could send me that, I would love to. I, I, I sent it to you already. Yeah. I'm going to check that out after this. It's like, it's like a minute and 30 seconds. It's just like a quick synopsis of like what like happened over that 10 day period. And yeah. like, it just gets wilder as the video goes along. And it's just so cool to see, like there was one part of the video where like, you know, he's at like the art gallery or whatever. And he has like his, like his best clothes on and they're like, not like the best clothes, but like they're his best clothes. And like, it just means a lot to him. And like little things like that always get me. I don't know why, but it's yeah. just like, it's just like the really soft side in me where I see something like, like an oversized coat on a homeless man i'm just like god damn that's so beautiful and i know it i'm not it sounds funny coming like out no, of but it's real shit, voice, bro. But like you know what i'm saying i just love seeing people i honestly feel like people with the with the least material material wise are always the happiest and i just love seeing things like that bro you're 100 percent right bro this is literally the reason I brought you on, bro. You, you really, you know, you're, <laughs> you're spewing some, you're, you're going to get a tear out of me, <laughs> but, um, I hope not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, um, you know, I got a couple more questions for you. You, you talked about too, like with your life, how you don't really let things get to you and whatnot. And everyone's different. The thing with me is like heartbreak or like, um, in many ways, whether it's relationships with women, got your friends, um, mm-hmm. 
um, you're losing someone in your family. Um, I use that or like anything that's happened, you get fired, you hate your job, like any rocky road, any hardship. I kind of use that as more so like a, a motivator. Like, I'm just like, I kind of get in that mode where it's just like F you to everyone. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, this person didn't, doesn't, you know, I'm going to use that to motivate me. This yeah. person doesn't like me. So I'm going to go do this or mm-hmm. this person fired me. I'm not worth their job. You know, you kind of get in that yeah. deep mindset, but what you said was more so like, you don't really let things kind of get to you. Um, so I'm curious, like, which way do you think is like a better way to like approach it? I mean, how, how do you use, do you use stuff like that to motivate you or so really where my motivation comes from is from the feeling of being genuinely happy. So when I need motivation, I try and think of something that made me feel euphoric to the point where I was happy. And if I'm in that spot where I need motivation, eventually I'm trying to get to that spot that's making me feel euphoric. So what better fuel than to think about a feeling that made you euphoric? Why would you ever want to not feel happy? You know what I mean? Like, why would you ever want to feel another emotion? Like, like it sounds like corny, like, but no, not at all, bro. I pluck it from that. Like I never, I never think of anything. First off, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't really think things in my life have ever gone bad at any aspect to the point where like I needed to use that bad memory as a motivator. So like, and also because like literally nothing really gets to me since I've been a kid. Like that's just kind of like the way I've been. So even if something was bad, like I kind of forgot about it already. See, I just think you're so positive, bro. That's what I don't understand because like I'm talking about like every little thing I hold. I hold and I mean, it's not good. Okay. Listen, yeah. this show is also for me to learn. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason it's really, it's really here. just Matthew's therapy session. Yeah, literally. Really I mean, it is kind of what it is in essence, but like <laughs> you, I sometimes, and a lot of people hold on to that, but you just let go of that shit. Like I, I use it to motivate me, but then sometimes it's, you know, it's always here, but you kind of just, how, how, <laughs> I I honestly wish that I could show you exactly like what I'm thinking, because if something bad happens to me, it, it's so weird. But like, I always think about it like, I'll again, once again, not to get intergalactic, but I'll take a step back and think of the grand scheme of things where I'm like, this minor inconvenience, is it really worth my day being ruined? If Even if it's like an actual inconvenience, like the other day, I'm not going to lie, like I had to spring into action at work because like three people called out. So my job became three times harder for the day. And at first I was pissed because I was like, damn, like, and you know what? Like they didn't give me reasons for why they called out. Maybe something genuinely happened where they're feeling terrible at that time where I'm like, these son of a bitches, they're not at work. Like I just think about it. Yeah. Your first instinct is to like blame someone. And I was just like, you know what? Like maybe something is going on. I'm always trying to think of the glass half full for each side. So like, I know that maybe something terrible happened. Doesn't sound like a glass half full type of thing on their side, but I'm not trying to think about it as they just were lazy and wanted to sit on their couch and eat potato chips all day. It's no, they had to get up and physically do something where they couldn't be at their obligation of work. So something really must have happened. You know what I mean? So I always try to think about it like that, where I'm like, you know what? Like, even though it sucks that I have to do this job, something is worse that made this worse for me. You know what I mean? So I try and think about it like that, where it's like, 
there's always something that could be worse and it's not worth my day being entirely ruined because there's so many positive things in a day, bro. You could literally just wake up and sit in your house all day and your day is full of positives. You're like, I said, not to get corny, but you wake up tomorrow's not guaranteed. So you wake up. That's a positive. You drink, you have a drink of water. That's positive. There are people all over the world that don't get a sip of water. You eat cereal. There are people that don't eat for days on end. You know, you could just, the little things that we just hundred percent take for granted, like literally things that we do every single day, the smallest things. Like I turned my TV on when I came here, there are people who don't know what a TV is, you know, like it's things like that, where I have all these, these materialistic things that don't even really make me happy, but they do make me happy thinking about it because, you know, I'm so fortunate to even have it, you know? So that's really where I get it from, where it's like, I'm just so fortunate, even in like a dark time, I'm still more fortunate than so many other people in the world that it doesn't even make sense for me to get down about this. Yeah. And you have 110% the right mindset. Like that's how people should be. And you always, and I, I again, it's like inspiring to me, honestly, how you always, um, you stay positive in some way or another, because, you know, you always look at it like it could be worse. It could be worse. And like, I really wish, you know what it really could be. No, you're right. And you're, you're hundred percent right. And like, I really wish that I, I, I'm going to start to try even to, to look at things more likely. I'm more like that. And kind of a question to add on to what you're talking about. I think like in social media, um, it's kind of like, it kind of just shows all the stuff that you're, so what you're talking about is is staying positive and i feel like a lot of people now will look at like the rappers and the 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 influencers and all these people all the glory all the success and they'll be like why don't i have that and they'll kind of forget what you're talking about and say like well why not look at like what i already have so like what do you think about that it's not only that the way i i i i'll be straight i strongly dislike people that say well why not me Mm -hmm. It can be you fucking make it for yourself. Like those people already made it. You know how many trials and tribulations those people went through to get to that point? You know what? Like, don't say, oh, that person is trash. Like they don't deserve it. I deserve it. No, they work their fucking ass off to get to where they are. It doesn't matter what, you know what? Like a CEO of a company that sits behind a desk and essentially looks like they don't do anything. You know what? They fucking worked from the bottom to get up there. You know what I mean? It's for anything. I hate those people. That I shouldn't say hate. I, I dislike those people that are always, why me? Why can't I do this? Work. Literally work for it. If you want it that bad, you'll just shut up and do what you have to do to get to that point. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing that people don't see. It's like, it's like I see this rapper or someone or influencer who's talking all this like shit because they made it. But like, we look at them at their highest. You don't look shit, at, bro. You no, who was with them? It. Exactly. Your shit. Who was with anyone when they were really like, you know, when they were grinding it out. So, nothing, yeah. but That's I do think I love, I love see like to, to play into what you've been saying throughout mm-hmm. the episode, like McGregor's wife has stuck f- with him for everything. Like that was his lady mm-hmm. from when he was nothing to now, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a ride or die right there. Yeah. You know, like it's, they, well, obviously we don't know like the details of their entire relationship, but like we've seen pictures of them from, from Ireland when he was like, what, 20 years old fighting in like, outside cage Even matches before, together plumbing yeah so yeah like i people like like i love seeing things like that people that really have those true rider dies like i love that yeah that's no, awesome I, I agree with you and 
I just think social media as a whole, like from that perspective and also like what we were talking about a little bit earlier, like people love to look at like the hate bro. Yeah. And love and, and also love to like look at yourself and be blessed for what you have. Exactly. And work for it if you want more, you know? So there's always someone less fortunate, more or less fortunate than you in that case. Like, you know, if you really are less fortunate, you know, and, and it's, it, you know, for me to say that it sounds like coming from like, like a place of like, get off your high horse. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, I still live at home. You know what I mean? Like I have a roof over my head that I don't pay for. You know what I mean? So like it, 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 people could be, oh, it's easier for you to say that. And you know what? Like you have every right to say for me that it's easy to say that. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact that if I was out there right now, like I would work my ass off to get like if I left right now with only the money in my pocket, I would make sure that at some point in my life, I got back to a point where I was sitting in a room like this, talking on a computer like this to you because I would never want anything less. You know what I'm saying? I would always want more. Yeah. So you got to kind of start from the bottom essentially in some, some places. But like I said, it, it, some people could say it's easy for me to, to talk from, from a, from that kind of, you know, disposition, but the thing is just the mindset you have to have though. I can't say, Oh, you know, like there are people that are less fortunate than me. So let me, you know, hundred, just be gracious for what I have and never strive for anything less. Then you're just doing yourself a, you know, a disservice. You know, you have to respect those people that have less than you and maybe try and help them in any way possible, whether that be financially, whether that be advice, mentally, emotionally, whatever. You be there for those people that you know that are less fortunate than you. And then you strive for, for better, you know? Yeah, and, and I definitely think there are people that obviously are born into worse situations. But if they look at it from your mindset, which like is positive thinking, and it's like, yeah, I wasn't dealt this hand of cards, but I can get out of this. Then you mm-hmm. will be able to get out of it. Stop dwelling on what other people have. Just worry about you. You're not yeah. them. They're not you. You know, exactly. 95%. I mean, I don't know the stat, but how many people are trust fund kids? You know, there's not a lot of them. So it's like, you're not them. You're, I mean, I mean, there probably are a lot of trust fund kids, but you know what I'm saying? Like the majority of people are dealing with something else. If it's not the death of a family member, if it's not being dead broke, like they're dealing with so everyone's life is crazy. So everyone deals with something. Yeah. Get out of, I mean, it's easier said than done. Obviously, like, again, I'm not saying people's situations aren't worse than others, but like take what you have, realize it and try to get out of it. You know, don't look at others and be like, I wish it was like this. You could make it like that. Yeah, exactly. Look you at know, it like you go. It goes back to that, that homeless man with the paintings. Like he, he probably had a similar mindset to the point where he wasn't like, why me? Why me? He was doing what he loved. And then he turned what he loved into something where he makes money. And now he, I don't know if he's not homeless or, or, or not. Like, I don't know. I have to follow up on that story, but you know, he's better off now than he was before that story. He accomplished his dream at the end of the day. Exactly. So, I mean, Peter, great episode. Like, I don't even know how long we went. I can't wait to check the time on it. Um, (laughs) I mean, but I had one more question before we wrapped up really, because if I, if I brought up everything, bro, I mean, I could talk about be here for days. hours. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we could still keep it going, but my, my, my last point that I really wanted to, um, wrap up on was like, and it's kind of, uh, like a generic question, but like you look at this world, we talked a lot about like social media and like the way people perceive life. And that's kind of like the, the, the topic that I, of the show really like perception and like you looking at the world, what's one thing that like, and it's not like a, an ego question. It's more so just like, I would appreciate your advice. Like 
But what's one thing you look at the world and you're like, I wish it was done better. Like what's one thing that, what's advice that you would give? What's something that we should change? What's something that you see in people that shouldn't be the same? Cause I look at you as someone who could really like change the mentality of like anyone listening to this, like literally. So like, what's one thing? Cause you look at stuff from such a positive thing. That's why I said, I don't want you to look at it as like an ego thing, but I want you mm-hmm. to look at it as more of like a, um, what's one thing do you think that could be looked at more positively or fixed? Um, well, if we're going into like broad topics, there's one thing that always really bothers me and it could be taken as even, even more and it goes for everything, but it's just this one thing. And it's, <laughs> it's people, it, it's veterans that come home from war and are homeless. That bothers the absolute shit out of me. And it's the same thing. Any homeless person, it, it really bothers me. And I feel like there's just so much more than everyone could do. Like, and you, you have no right. I have no right to say that because like we have our right to just mind our own business. You know what I mean? Like we just walk past someone out they're probably using it to get liquor or something or, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe they are, but there's other ways. Like, like you don't need materialistic things. Sometimes don't help money. doesn't help sometimes, you know, maybe a person to talk to, you know, helps. And one thing, another thing I, I keep mentioning my dad, but one thing that I remember he told me was, that he used to work in uh, downtown Chinatown and there's a lot of homeless people down there in New York. And, you know, he said there people would come up to him and ask for money or help all the time. And he'd be like, listen, do you want money or do you want food? And my dad would literally people he doesn't even know, like he would literally sit and like eat lunch with someone that he doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like he would buy them food. And he said he can't, he can't remember how many times he did that. Like, that's crazy all in itself. That just bothers me. Like, I feel like maybe as a broader topic, I feel like us as a society can just do so much more for people that are less fortunate than us. And we just kind of overlook it because our government officials just kind of don't do it either. So I feel like a lot of people have that mentality where it's like, well, if the government doesn't do it, then I shouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me a lot. And I'm, I'm a sucker. I walk down the street in New York city and like, I, I run out of money by the time I come back because Every person, especially people with the dogs, bro, gets me every time. Oh, that does, like, gets, yeah. gets me every time. I'm a sucker. <laughs> I literally give them my entire wallet. I'm just like, just make sure the dog is okay. But but I really think that that, now I don't know if that's exactly answering your question, if you want to like refine it to something, if I if I didn't answer it, but really just things like that where, where like people that are less fortunate, I feel like are just constantly overlooked and, and kind of treated as scum when we're all individual. There's no three-fifths compromise here anymore. This is not that error you know what I'm saying? And I'm just talking about in terms of everything, like we are all the same. Like you look at my bones, yours, a homeless persons, the president of the United States, all the same. We are all the same people. Yeah. And I, you, you did answer like that. I thought that was a great answer actually. And you're hundred percent right. We do need to be paying more attention to those things. Um, my, my original um, question though, was more so like, mindset wise what's something in people that like they're like you look at them that's not like it's not a negative thing but you look at them you're like i wish they thought i don't want to say more like you but like what's something that you wish every, everyone thought like like what in terms of like growing and stuff like that don't sweat the small stuff literally things that have a minuscule effect on your day should not dictate the the way that your day turns out like that is one thing like there are people very close to me that literally let the smallest thing ruin their day and it drives me absolutely crazy because i'm like there there's just so much 
like so much more that you could be worried about than like these minuscule things, you know? And that really bugs me and not as like, Oh God, like oh, that drives me crazy. Just like bugs me because I feel bad for those people because like you could just enjoy so much more if you just like s- literally sweat the small things. Like the other day, like I, you, you've seen my, my truck before. <laughs> like, I love that thing. You know what I mean? I always try and keep it pristine. There was a scratch on it and I'm like, fuck like that sucks because it's right in the place where everyone can see it i can't get brand it. new yeah but you know what i was like you know what it's really not that big of a deal because while i'm driving it no one can see it so you know it's just it's just little things like that 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 bug me about other people where small just small things and i, I dislike those people that will literally like brag about something that happened in their life that makes it shitty mm-hmm. you mean and like dwell say, on it almost. fuck my life and yeah. it's like oh i can't believe this happened to me and it, it actually it's funny on like a broader scale i was watching jersey shore family vacation last week and and angelina <laughs> what, a, like, what a great way to talk about uh <laughs> yeah right really upstanding citizens like the model of society um by the way it's like my favorite show but um yeah my mother's too right uh, oh that's amazing (laughs) i I can't wait next time i see your mother i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to her about it but like something was going on in angelina's life where like she like fucked up and like cheated on her husband i don't know if it's true or not i didn't watch this week's episode so don't spoil it for me but um she like cheated apparently on her husband and like like it was caught on camera and then they were going to show her and she goes, literally, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Fuck my life. And I'm like, you did that to yourself. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like no one else did that. Like, don't, don't pity yourself. Like that's, that's maybe one, maybe if, if you want like just one answer, like a one word answer is like self pity would yeah. be like, I don't like people that self pity themselves. And that, do you think like that whole, uh, I, that, that dwelling mm-hmm. over like the small stuff in life, like, that could be like such a downside. Like, have you seen people before? Like, just like, like what's a, what's a downside of that? Do people just like focus on that and they don't do anything and then they just let that affect their whole livelihood? Like, you know, is that something that could happen as a yeah. result of that? Without mentioning any names, the person, the, the people that I know that that happens to, it, it literally causes like a downward spiral. Like it will just snowball itself to where it's like yeah. one thing where like, shit, like I didn't put detergent in the laundry or something like that. Like, it just snowballs to the fact that that to no end where like it just gets bigger and bigger more and negative manifested in your, you manifested in yourself really because like when you're angry and when you're slamming things and like you know like you just think oh my god like i can't believe this is happening to me like you you lose focus on the little things that you do and then you just get more and more angry as the day goes on or, or like as mm-hmm. your life goes on and that's that's really like what i'm trying to say is just like self-pity and the small things just sweat the small things and just try not to self-pity yourself like every now and then i mean even i sometimes will be like fuck like why did that happen to me like what like uh what was it the other day oh oh it was um on july 4th when i got hit in the hand with the the pitch by that guy Mm -hmm. in in my men's league all-star game and then like i was like in the bathroom of like i didn't go to the hospital by the way until the day after that's not smart on my part but um the the i went to a barbecue later on that day and i had a couple drinks and i went to the bathroom and i like slipped and like i put like my hand out and i like crushed my hand that just got hit and was probably like semi-fractured and it just hurt so bad and i was like 
fuck. I was like, why did I do that? Like, fuck me. Like, I can't believe I did that. And I got like so pissed. And then I was like, all right, like you idiot. Like that was your fault. Like you, like who, who are you blaming? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just like, and then I just let it go. And then I just started drinking more Bud Light seltzers. And it was fine <laughs> there you go, everyone. That's the cure to that. <laughs> no, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like when, when you get mad because you lost a sock, then you're going to let that affect your whole day. And then it just affects your whole week. And then it leads into another. So don't let it snowball. Yeah. I agree in a negative way too. Um, and one more thing I wanted to add before I wrapped up, you mentioned like helping the homeless people out and like helping out veterans that don't get enough like love necessarily like after the war. Um, is that something that like if you're ever at a point in your life where you become so successful that you'd want to like help out a lot of people in need like that in terms of like financially and like any way possible? Yeah, I already have an idea for that. Um, I've, I've already come up with like something that I want to do at some point and I've even talked to like my significant other about it and she's on board with it too. Mm-hmm. That like, um, around like Christmas time every year, like I would like to make like care packages of like maybe like a blanket, a toothbrush, like the essentials, like things that you need, like slippers, stuff to keep people like, out of the- that's really what gets me. Like when people are homeless in the cold, that gets me every time. Like that's just so mm-hmm. sad. And like, you know, the essentials, maybe some granola bars, you know, like just, just like things like that, like a care package and like a big Ziploc bag and just go around the city and just hand it out to like homeless people as like like a almost like a Christmas present to that person because you know who knows maybe they don't get Christmas presents you know like and that will make them feel that much better there's little things like that which what I could do now maybe you know if I ever get financially better maybe I could do more you know it's you're only what you could do with your financial limitations you know that's so awesome though are you looking to do like your 100% doing that around Christmas time this year like I was actually planning to do it Christmas of 2020, but then with COVID and everything, you know, I, I just didn't want to take any chances. And, you know, it's looking, it's looking like it could be on track for this year, hundred percent, you know, with everything being a little bit better now. That's so awesome too. Cause like, you know, like you never even like talk about that really. And like a lot of people would love to use that to like make themselves look better, but you do that. I just, you're such a natural, if you guys didn't take anything from this episode and like, you're such a naturally nice genuine person bro and that's like literally why i'm so blessed really to have you like share all that stuff on here bro like oh you're just a genuine dude oh you you're gonna (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna i mean bro this is this is a killer episode already so like oh man i mean peter andrews off to a hot start what happened (laughs) i said i hope it got your podcast off to a hot start yeah i mean this is the best start i could have imagined honestly (laughs) (laughs) but i mean peter and drusani everyone i mean like everyone please give it up this this dude is an inspiration i literally called you a a inspiring brother of mine in the thing i can't wait to hear the i literally can't i can't wait until this episode is ready and i can't wait to hear this like monologue yeah i've been referencing it the whole time but (laughs) but like Peter and just everyone like an awesome genuine dude like I really actually appreciate you for coming on like the first episode of rolling with the punches like sharing all your yeah, literally like sharing how to roll with the punches <laughs> and like <laughs> awesome mindset like I really hope people really stay to the end because like if you did I guarantee you left here learning way more than just like one thing like this is real education this is like <laughs> this is I mean I someone that not know, uh, know yx yx y equals mx plus b or something yeah none of that none of that horse shit you know like <laughs> none of that none of that but this is I mean Peter thank you so much for sharing like everything bro it was honestly like I, I hate saying an honor, but like it was, bro. Like you're, <laughs> it's an honor to be on, man. It's an honor to to share the the microphones again with you. And I wish that we honestly had a plan to do it in person, but then you know, just 
equipment problems and stuff but hopefully the next time i come on you know we'll be able to do it in person yeah we will bro i'm gonna get a camera as this evolves and we'll do some something way better you're 100 gonna be a recurring guest you have no choice at this point after the I, show I, I wouldn't have it any other way honestly i'm writing up a 360 deal right now as we speak so <laughs> i could sign you a lifetime contract bro to rolling with Go the punches <laughs> an 8,000 episode contract yeah <laughs> But um, Peter, Andrew, Sandy, everyone, I really hope everyone enjoyed. Um, that was episode one. I, I mean, I don't know where to 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 really end this because it was just so great. Um, you're going to have tough competition. I, I haven't even really announced it, but if you stayed this late, we're going to next week, we're going to do um, UFC commentator. Uh, also a good friend of Peter's, um, Brennan Fitzgerald. He That's will my be man. On. Yeah, Love I don't know dude. how. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to be able to compete with that dude, but I mean, how he's going to be able to compete with you, honestly. No, like, are you kidding me? He's going to get on and just blow everyone's mind. Like, <laughs> the fuck was that guy that was on, on episode one. <laughs> yeah, dude, that dude just loves to talk, but uh, literally he doesn't wear a job. He's bro. such a funny time too. Like he'll say some, he's such a, he has such a dry sense of humor that like he'll say something and you'll really have to like pause the episode and think about it and be like, oh shit, that was really funny. Yeah. Like, he's, and, he's, but- he's such a good time. And it's gonna be awesome, but and we'll we're gonna have to do like a tr- trio episode of motivation with you through us three again. We, Listen, the world is not ready for that kind of mind power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that, bro. I already got ideas rolling. Now we got to do a trio episode of motivation, bro. But thank you everyone for listening. Please, I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. If you did, please leave some feedback. I would love to hear it. And um, more importantly, go show love to Peter's new um, forget my page. Go show love to PTV. Um, I'm going to let you plug because you used to always let me plug back in the good old days. But I'm rusty. Yeah, I need you to give your Instagram, Twitter, um, both handles, your where they can find you on a, a podcast, where they can find you on YouTube. So go drop that real quick. I am. I'm pulling up the link tree right now as we speak so I could look and see all the. Yeah, for, I, I, I'll, <laughs> but, I'll, I'll keep it going. No, no, I'm good. I think I remember <laughs> all of them. Um, Actually, it's on Instagram at PTV Sports Network, Twitter at at ptv sports posts because ptv sports was taken and you think you know ptv sports like one through 35 was taken i was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> let me come up with something else um you can find me on youtube ptv sports network as well um you can find me apple spotify uh pandora anything really at ptv sports podcast is different ptv sports podcast not ptv sports network um and that that's i i have a discord now honestly too and i have no fucking idea how to use it yeah if anyone knows how to moderate i don't even know how to do that i was gonna say so if anyone is interested i already have three members and i couldn't even tell you how but um if anyone (laughs) but if anyone wants to join the discord it is um at ptv sports network backslash like fucking 700 backslashes whatever i'm gonna Um, link everything in the bio too and like everything we do i'll I'll link it um for people watching on youtube you'll be able to check the links out in the bio it'll be the first thing i put and then i think that's it and then i have a regular tiktok but that's for me Uh, tiktoks are pretty good i just i just had one that was had over ten thousand views and i was like yo this is what fame feels like i was like wait you made one for ptv or it was just 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 my own um show this to me real quick yeah oh you're gonna love this this um show it to me on camera and the people listening at home you're not gonna be able to watch it oh, so go on. to youtube this is this is the tiktok that went if it's cringy i'm gonna let you know no it's not it, it it's not even of me so don't worry it's oh, what, it's is a a sports, what is a sports moment that haunts your dreams and i said i'll start and oh i don't know if you could see it but it's it's the jets 
when Kembrell Tompkins. Oh, he dropped, dropped the pass. Dropped the pass <laughs> at the end of 2015. Well, that's a great take. Yeah, 10,000 views on that. Yeah. It's awesome. And I literally think about that every single day. Like Bro, at least once a day, I'll drop something and I'll be like, ah, Kembrell Tompkins. <laughs> I literally cried when that happened, bro. By the way, anyone who's listening, um, Peter was the you made it, I completely forgot to bring this up. You talked about how the first time you watched the Jets in like 06, um, they lost and you became a fan. The reason I'm a Jeff fan today, my I'm a Yankee fan because my dad grew up in the Bronx. So like <laughs> the worst game of all time. Yeah, literally. Uh, I'm a Yankee fan because my dad grew up in the Bronx, but the Jets, like I wasn't big into football um until like later on and similar to peter but i remember he used to come over every day and every sunday and watch the jets games and they were like fucking two and 14 this year i don't remember what it was yeah they were two and 14 this year actually no no, no i meant i meant um the year that i'm talking about um, oh they actually weren't bad i think they were like seven and nine that year i don't know it was miserable though they played like the raiders it was like six interceptions and like this is what year was this bro no, like, dude i remember this it was 2012 greg mcelroy greg mcelroy that's who was, was quarterback. quarterback and they were playing the arizona cardinals and the, the jets were losing six nothing from like the entire duration of the game and then jeff cumberland caught a fucking <laughs> touchdown with like two minutes left and that's how the jets won yeah i just remember like watching this miserable team seven like, to six well they always he used to come over and they always used to lose so i was like when they win this is gonna be so fun and then i was like all right i gotta be a jet fan at this point like yeah i've been scintillating one point win yeah so i could blame you for we're talking about stress anxiety and everything on the show yeah it's all your fault honestly <laughs> but um Please, everyone, if you guys want to listen to, like, dope sports content, like, seriously, go to check out all his links, and we'll be in the bio and the ones that he mentioned. And um, I'm totally open for people to come on, too, and talk sports, too, because I'm that's tired another of thing alone. So I would love to have some people, some different insight. That would be awesome. Yeah, I got to make another guest appearance on that thing. Like, I really got to hop back yeah, on. You got to say that that's the 10K special right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Thank you, Peter, for real, for coming on. It was it was awesome, bro. I really enjoyed it. And I just, I enjoyed it. The pleasure is all mine. And I wish that we could do this for six more hours. Yes, sir. And um, if you guys are still listening, please drop a comment and, and let me know what you thought of the episode. And please check out Peter on everything. And um, until next time, I will see you guys next week with Brendan Fitzgerald. Thank you.